What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we've got another interview as we are joined by current three-star safety and TCU football commit Montana Warren. Montana, welcome on to the podcast, my guy. And thanks again for coming on today. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So Montana, you know, let's start off the podcast talking a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you're currently playing your high school ball at, and just kind of, you know, little details that the average person may not know about you. So I'm from Henderson, Texas. I guess this is where I was born and raised, basically. I was born in Longview, lived in Henderson most of my life, you know. So we start, I'm back in Henderson now. I moved to Marshall for a little bit, but now I'm back in Henderson for my senior year, you know. So, I'm just ready for the season to start. We got practice starting Monday with helmets and stuff. So, shoot, I'm just excited. Hey, I got started. you. Finally, finally letting y'all boys put the pads on. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, so what kind of made you, you know, come back to your uh, hometown of Henderson, you know, despite being at Marshall? Um, So, really, just family, you know, my dad got a different job, you know. So it was just the best option for me to move back to Henderson. I got you. So um, let's let's kind of like kind of go back in time, if you want to say. Let's talk a little bit about when you started actually playing football. So do you, if you remember, do you remember what age you actually started playing football? Um, So the end of eighth grade. So eighth grade was my first somewhat like football. It wasn't like I guess you couldn't call it like real football, but it was my first football experience. Um, how old was I in eighth grade? I was probably like thirteen. Okay, so so you so you kind of started out a little bit later than you know some guys do, right? Where they you know they're playing it since Pop Warner days and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, at the time, what middle school were you going to when you started playing your uh football? Marshall, Marshall's junior high. Okay, so you were at Marshall during your you know junior high days, and then obviously your first couple years of high school, correct? Yeah, I was at Marshall for my eighth grade season. My freshman year, I moved back to Henderson. My mom wanted me to come back. And then sophomore year, I was coming back to Marshall. But my dad got a job at this place called Elysian Field. It's like 20 minutes right up the street from Marshall. And that's why I played my sophomore year of high school. Okay, I got you. So um, have you always been playing, you know, in the secondary at safety? Or have you kind of been all around the field? Really, I was a corner. Okay. I always was a corner because I wasn't big enough to play corner. And I never really saw – I mean, big enough to play safety. I never really saw myself as a safety because as a younger version of me, I always just wanted to worry about what I was doing. And that safety, you got to kind of worry about what everybody else is doing at the same time. 
I got you. But no, that's it's kind of funny to say, you know, you really weren't as you know that big yet as you're now what six two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, I was I was I'm actually like one eighty five now, but like okay, so you put on some weight. Oh yeah, I wasn't very yeah, I was like one sixty something, like one sixty eight, one sixty seven, my beginning of my sophomore year after COVID. I got you. So Let's kind of let's kind of go back in time once again. Let's talk about your freshman year of high school. So, freshman year of high school, you just started playing football last year. You know, probably I'm guessing you were on JV your first year, but kind of how did your freshman year go in terms of you know personal goal? All right, my freshman year, my freshman year was rough. So I was I had a lot of stuff going on. I was moving, moving back. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, freshman year, I did pretty good, but like. I wasn't called. Like, I would let other stuff – I was a lot more immature than I am now. I would let stuff outside of football affect football. Like, say if outside of school something happened or, like, something happened with my, within my family, I would let it bleed into football, and I wouldn't – like, I'd be at practice kind of moody, and my coach wouldn't know what to tell me, you know. So, like, freshman year was a little rough. Freshman year was rough. I got you. So, you know, facing through all that adversity and everything like that, how did that kind of help you build yourself, not only as a player, but, you know, as the person you are today? Well, to moving a lot, it's helped me be able to move. Like some people, they will move and they won't fun- won't be able to function in a new place that they've never been before. But I've done it multiple times, so it's easy for me. And it's helped me, like, go from different backgrounds, maybe on a higher class, a little bit more money, to maybe the lower class, when I was younger, like not ever having very much. So like I can really get along with anybody because I've been at different avenues of life, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It allows you to be more of a humble person and not really over your head, you know, especially now yeah. that obviously you are committed to TCU and you'll be here in pretty much a year from now. So no, it's really yeah. cool. So and you know, as we're kind of going, you know, down the timeline and everything like that, let's talk about the beginning of your sophomore year. So you were uh still at Marshall, right? Or did you already um, go to that one high school you were talking about. Yeah, I, I had just moved back to Allegiant Fields. I was going to summer workouts in Marshall for the beginning of summer workouts, like August through the beginning of June. And then my dad got a job at Allegiant Fields, so I moved to Allegiant Fields. I started going to summer workouts there. Okay. So I was – COVID had just happened. As a freshman, I was coming out my freshman year, I was 184 at corner. Damn. And COVID happened, I'm not going to lie, I didn't touch any weights or do very much activities other than, like, seven on seven. Every now and then with a couple of my friends. But, like, I was playing Fortnite all of COVID. I lost a lot. Of <laughs> hey, no, you're good. I, th- I think we all did at that time. I know I definitely put on some uh, happy weight, to say the least. So, oh, yeah. no, nah, but I feel you, though. I know definitely COVID is, I mean, whether I've talked with some of the current TCU guys and everything like that, you know, COVID majorly impacted them. So what's kind of your side of the whole, you know, COVID scene and how it kind of hindered, I guess you could say, your sophomore year of high school football? Because I'm guessing y'all didn't have a full 10-game schedule or or did y'all actually have a 10-game schedule? We ended up having a we, – we did, but a lot of – like at the beginning of the year, our schedule was mapped out via everybody. We was going to play everybody. But oh, – gotcha. We started playing, and a couple of the teams in our that we were supposed to play, they dropped out. They was like, "No, nah, we don't want to play y'all." Damn. And I think some of it, some of it was they didn't want to play us because they didn't want to lose. 
<laughs> I got you. He's gonna put up like 60, 60 some points on. I got it. And like, it was like, nah, we. And then the other half may have been COVID. I don't know. I didn't do very much in, in this game, but all of them were like, nah, they just COVID as it's just the forfeit. So we didn't play as many games. We went to the fourth round, but we didn't play as many games in a regular season. I got you. So it did, so it didn't really feel like a complete season, pretty much. It kind of just felt uh, like one of those weird. Okay, exactly. we did technically play football because I mean I think I think if I remember correctly, at least in the college scene, you know BYU they played like fourteen, fifteen something games, not even counting their bowl game because they were trying yeah. to help you know help all these teams reschedule. So I know it was just weird all around whether it was the high school yeah. ranks, college ranks, and even the NFL. But anyway, let's get back to kind of your more of your story. So so your sophomore year during the COVID season, were you on varsity yet, or were you still working your way up to getting onto varsity? Um, no, actually, the first time I showed up to practice, I was on varsity. Oh, okay. For my sophomore year. So you've pretty much, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've pretty much been on varsity since then. I got you. So coaches knew right away, hey, this kid's a stud. We need to instantly. So were you starting on varsity or were you kind of just waiting yes. for your time to come? Yes, I was starting at corner and outside receiver on varsity. Oh, so they had you playing two ways. Oh yeah, it's just it was like a smaller school, like a three three. Oh, yeah, oh okay, I got school. you. So, like, so I got wasn't you. I played. I never. I think I only missed like three snaps the whole entire season. Hey, at least you were able to stay consistently on the field and stay healthy. I mean, obviously that's yeah. going to attract a lot of schools. And kind of leading into the next question, I want to ask is if you remember when did you get your first offer? Whether it was D three, D two, D one, you know, what was your first offer, and when did you actually get it? I think my first offer, I actually can, my first offer was UIW. Okay. And it was this year after the season, football season was over with. It was maybe, we were in summer work. I mean, not summer workouts, like off season. So I went to off season and put on a little bit more weight. I, I actually can put right here the exact data. I, I got it. Because, oh. like, it was, I think, like, February, something like that. Let me see. Oh, of this year or uh... yeah, it was this year. Oh this shoot, year. okay. Yeah, it was like it was recent because like I didn't get playing at a smaller school. We we only saw one recruit come through there, Dang. and it was from like someplace in Arkansas. I don't even really remember. Wow, that's. So I, can... I didn't. Nobody knew who I was really. Yeah, because you haven't got. I mean, obviously, and I can kind of relate to that actually because I don't know if you know that uh, this town is called Bonham, Bonham, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's so obviously up north, small 3A school, 3A division one. You know, a lot of those guys, they don't ever really get much recognition at all. Like you said, just being a small town, you get definitely overlooked. So kind of how is and also I want to ask another question on top of that. How has it kind of impacted you playing at a smaller school? How has it kind of driven you to want to perform at the absolute best you can every single snap and every single game? Um. Playing at a smaller school, I had, obviously had to be a little bit more conditioned so I could stay on it. I played all the time. So, like, when I got to Marshall, I got kind of a little bored, and I was never tired any games. Like, I never, I was never tired after any game. People say, oh, they're cramping up, this and like that. They're, like, they're exhausted. Because we had, like, a workout the next day in the morning at Marshall. And we'd come up in the morning after the game on Saturdays and work out. Everybody, some people would miss. But I was always there because, like, I was never tired because I'm used to playing every single snap, basically. 
I got you. I got you. And I mean, honestly, that's that's something a lot of coaches, I feel like personally, they want kids to be is very well conditioned, very well trained. And obviously the fact that you have played, you know, a two way player that should definitely boost you up despite playing at a smaller school. So um, let's go into your junior year. So you just mm-hmm. so this June, this past season was your junior year. Um, how did that season how did that season go I guess in I guess in your terms how do you feel like you performed on the field and even off the field I felt on the field I felt really good because I all my energy was going to defense if that made any sense I was going to offside I was like full speed every play basically and off the field it was my first year like back at Marshall so I had a lot of friends and I, everybody is basically like, I just moved. I never left basically, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so I know. Junior year was probably my best year because just because of, I knew everybody. Um, I was doing good on the football field. And plus during the football season, like right before I wasn't, I was just playing to play football. A lot of people would be like, oh, I want offers, this, this, and that. I had never spoken about getting the offers or any of that before the season even started. Like, after the season start, like, ended, I was like, everybody was, I didn't have any offers. I wasn't even talking to anybody, really. So, I wasn't really worried. I wasn't even thinking about going to college for football. I was just playing just to play, if that makes any sense. No, it does. I mean, you strictly wanted to be out on the field, be with your brothers, and just enjoy the game that, obviously, you pretty much have fallen in love with. I mean, I completely understand yeah. that. And obviously that season was good enough to where you started racking in some offers from schools like LA Tech, Louisiana Lafayette, and obviously the school you're committed to now, TCU. So kind of how did it feel to, you know, finally get recognized for all that effort that you have put in and, you know, all the, you know, times that I guess you could say you never really thought this day would come and it finally did come. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I really, when it first happened, when I first got my first offer, I was laying in my bed, maybe like on a Sunday. And I was, I had just woke up and I was just like, I was just, it was just a normal day. And then a coach from UIW got in contact. Well, my coach, one of my coaches on the coach at Seven Marshall, he knew, he got in touch with one of the guys at UIW and was like, hey, I, really, I feel like this kid could play at the next level. And my coach texted me and was like, hey, you need to be on your best behavior on this phone call. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got this. The head coach from UIW is going to call you. So, was, oh my god! Yeah, it was like the well, no, it was the heck, it was the defensive back coach, and he called me, and I was just talking to him, talking to him, and I I thought it would be a lot more complex getting an offer. Like I thought it would be more steps, but he literally just told me he liked it. He just he wanted to get to see how I was as a personality, and he said he liked me, so he he's like, we, we're going to offer you. So in my head, I'm like, how does this work? I ain't never got an offer before. I was like, and he was like, you need to post it on Twitter. At the time, I didn't even have a Twitter. <laughs> I got you. See, it was like a whole different world you were pretty much coming into, you know. And so what? So how was your no, – I ugh, sorry, keep scrambling. But so how did it feel initially when you heard those words that, hey, we are offering you, you know, this is your first D1. You know I mean? I know, it, I know UIW is still FCS, but it's still – big time D1 football. So what was that kind of yeah. first initial feeling that you had? I was kind of I was kind of hysterical at the at, at first and then like a little bit later I was like oh it's, everybody's I saw I seen everybody else getting all these big offers. I was like I was like it's my first offer but shoot it's an offer. Yeah. I was just telling everybody telling my my grandmother and stuff like that. I was like 
I just got off. Everybody was saying they're proud of me and stuff like that. I didn't. I was. I wasn't even ready. Like I was surprised because I was just waking up, just going, getting ready to go to school the next day. If that makes any sense. Yeah, just literally woke up that Sunday morning expecting just to pretty much chill out the rest of the day, and then yeah. you literally get your first D one offer. So. I'm guessing that obviously kind of boosted you a little bit and going into your senior season, your senior season now, you're already committed to TCU, one of the biggest college football programs in all of college football. What was it? What did it feel like when you got that TCU offer? Because, you know, you know, L.A. Tech, Louisiana Lafayette and UIW, they are smaller D1 programs, but TCU that's as big as it as it gets in college football. So how did it feel when you when you got when you heard the words that hey, you know, we're gonna offer you and we want you to come play for TCU? I was I was really happy. And once again, I wasn't expecting it. So I never like really go into stuff like expecting for this to happen. Cause like I knew a lot of people at TCU, like former teammates and just people I know that play for TCU. And I was just and then when I the coach, Coach Gonzalez, he and body me up there like on an unofficial. I so you. I was like, I was just going up there to go. I was like, I'm just happy I'm coming. And I get up there and then we just go pretty much just see show me around the campus. Uh, I watched practice and shoot, I was like, okay. And then I was getting, we were actually getting ready to leave. And coach was, I was like, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, I wonder what he wants to talk about. <laughs> and, and he, he said, come follow me, follow me. We go upstairs. We're in Coach Coach Dyson's house. And he's oh, like, shit. we go upstairs. And Coach Dyson's sitting there. I'm like, what is, what is, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what, yeah. is, what are you talking about? And then they told me they wanted to offer me. I was like, I was happy. I couldn't stop smiling. I ain't going to lie. I just couldn't stop smiling. I'm smiling now. <laughs> See, but that's amazing, though. I mean, you know. You technically are in the first official recruiting class for Coach Dykes, and the fact that he did offer you, you know, you know, being a kid that comes from a small school, hasn't really gotten a lot of attention to this point. I mean, that's got to be an amazing feeling to hear from a coach like Coach Dykes that, hey, I want you on this team. So, I mean, once yeah. again, congratulations on committing to TCU, you know, no bias or anything like that. I do <laughs> fully expect you to be an amazing player for us in the future. And, yeah. um, especially at the safety position. Cause I mean, man, when you come here next year, it's going to be completely open for whoever wants to take it. And I honestly expect yeah. you to be in the running to get it. So, but, yeah. um, so also let's talk a little bit about this 2023 TCU class, because this is once again, the first official recruiting class for coach Dykes since he came over from SMU. And so far it's been kind of blowing out a lot of ex expectations because, you know, top 25 in all rankings, you've got, but you got a couple four stars and guys like Avion Carter, Cordell Russell, Cameron Cook, who just committed here recently. What are some expectations that you feel personally for this 2023 class as the future of TCU football? I feel like I honestly feel like some of the people, a lot of like, especially at the safety class, we're under under recruited. Like my friend, we call him Boom, but he he committed. He he was like, I was talking to him like this past yesterday like yesterday and we were like bro we because me and him only have like two two or three two two to three or four offers so like we were like we really slept on if we if we if we talk about it if we really think about it, really slept on because we we're under recruited like, we haven't really once we got the tcr we committed but we never really got like into a full recruiting like full-scale recruiting 
Yeah. So we feel like a lot of us are like a lot of us. A lot of them are three stars, but I feel like we can be just because we're three stars now. We can actually be five star talents if that makes any sense. Oh no, y'all easily. And I mean, it kind of shocked me a little bit, Montana, when I was looking at your recruiting page and I saw there's only four. I'm like, this kid is six foot two, going into his senior year, has a you know great weight. Obviously, you'll be able to put on a lot more once you come onto campus. And the fact that TCU was the only school or power five school that offered you kind of shocked me because I also did watch a little bit of tape. And I mean, you're everywhere on the football field. And once again, I do feel like you probably will get a little bit more recognition come, you know, your senior season due to the fact that, you know, TCU has already offered you. But do you feel like your loyalty is going to lie with the Horn Frogs or are you going to kind of see, you know, what God has in plan for you this upcoming year? Not really. I, I really just focus on getting getting done with this season doing as best as we can but like I'm not really looking to go anywhere else like because like I just I would have never committed if I was still wanting to look for other places if that makes any sense yeah no I 100% I I mean I respect that especially nowadays in college football where you know just because a kid recruits doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay with you because you know if he gets that one big offer or if you know school's booster cough cough A&M they decide yeah. to pay you, you know, $300,000 just to swap <laughs> over. I mean, God, it's definitely God. it's definitely hard to dictate. I know, obviously, being a college oh, yeah. athlete and stuff, it's a little bit harder to talk about. But when you look at it from the inside in, I definitely know it can easily be, you know, intriguing to want to. But I respect the fact that, you know, your loyalty lies with TCU. You know, they're taking, they took a chance on you before any of these other schools did. And obviously, you know, it's pretty decently close to home. You're not having to go out of state or anything like that. Exactly. So, the big part. Hey, I'm just I'm super thrilled to see all of y'all come on the campus next year. I mean, y'all just had a riff ram day actually yesterday. Yes, so yeah. uh talk a little bit about how that went because you know we got all the 2023 recruits on campus, and you know, I mean, it's, oh, this yeah. is just really exciting time to be a horn frog. It was fun, it was fun because me as a safety, I'm used to at the schools I've played, I'm used to be being pretty pretty one of the tallest guys on the field at least <laughs> one of the biggest but like when I get there being the safety we're all about the same size but now I look over at the, like a defensive line and an offensive line I'm like oh I'm like I ain't used to being the short person if that makes any sense because I'm I'm above six foot I, I'm never used to being a, like around normal people I'm never I'm mostly taller than everybody yeah I remember you know being at a couple practices and I'm more like 5'10", 5'11", so I completely don't know how it feels to be like your height, but, you know, standing around all these guys that are like 6'4", 6'5", I'm like, damn, like I thought I was decently tall for the most part, but when you finally get there, yeah, definitely is a whole complete culture shock from what you're used to, especially playing, obviously, at a smaller school, but um, uh, another thing I want to ask is what TCU players so far have kind of you know, you've gotten a bond with, like, current TCU players. Have you kind of gotten into relationships with that have led to your uh, decision to stay with TCU? Um, one of my friends, he we actually used to play in Henderson. I've known him for a while since I was – since my freshman year, actually. I got you. Caleb, Caleb Mepper. Caleb, hey, that's my guy. I just did an episode with him not even a week ago. That's my oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. He was at Henderson with me. And then when I went to Marshall – uh, Savion Williams, he had just left. I got but you. I already knew him and his little brothers in my in my class. So, I and I I talked to him a little when I came up during my official. Like, so those are really the two that I've known for a little while. 
already know. So it kind of helped a little bit knowing that they were there. And they said they like, because I called them before I come in. I was like, how do you like this shit? Like, is it nice? Are these coaches actually genuine? They're not just getting you there and then they act totally different when you get there. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, because I, I talking to a couple of TCU guys, they, you know, they talked about when they would go on visits to like UT and, you know, like the big, like the, you know, blue bloods of college football, they'd get there, coaches act one way. And then right after they commit to one school, they just drop everything, quit any type of contact. So, yeah, I mean, makes complete sense. It's kind of cool to know because when I saw you were from Henderson, I was wondering if you and Caleb knew each other. But no, it's actually yeah. cool to know that y'all do know each other because, I mean, that's my guy for a decent amount of time now. So, Oh yeah, like I we I used to go to his house all the time, and we still play the games like late at night sometimes. We ain't got nothing else to do. We still be on the game playing Call of Duty. So, now nah, that's really cool, man. Um, another thing I want to ask is: Has there been any secondary guys on this TCU team that you've kind of bonded with, whether it is you know in the safety position, which is the position you'll be playing, or the corners? Because obviously, you know, we've got pretty decent cornerback room in this upcoming season. So has there been any guys that you've kind of built relationships with so far? Um, Jordan Lyles, he okay. was there. He was there on my official. And I went in with Coach Coach Dice to commit first. And after that, I was like, go ahead and do it. And we he committed like literally like 20 minutes later. Like we were we we've been I saw him yesterday. So we were pretty tight ever since then. It's a couple other guys like Vernon he just committed. We found VJ. He just committed. Vernon Glover. Oh yeah, because he, he just did not even what yeah, a couple was, hours he, ago. Yeah, he was there yesterday, and I was talking to him the whole day. I was like, man, you tripping, bro? Why are you waiting? I was like, you can wait. Don't wait too long. Like, this is why I told him. I said, don't wait too long to commit because your spot can get taken easily tomorrow if somebody commits. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Then they don't have the room because, like, it's that's just how it is. Because if you wait. Maybe until the end of your senior year, they could have three other people could have committed in your same position in that amount of time. Exactly. But so like, go ahead and do it. But I was like, I like him. He's pretty cool. I, when I got when he got there, I was like, you're not committed. He's like, no. And I was like, yeah, this is how I, I got to get him to commit. <laughs> I like, got you. I'm leaving. As we're leaving right from day, I'm walking to the car. And I got like a little bit of merch, you know, from being committed since. I was like a couple for a couple months. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, you'd have committed by now. You could have been doing having the same stuff right now. Shoot, <laughs> shoot. Hey, you. Well, hey, I'll just start laughing. Hey, TCU fans, you heard it here first. Montana in this 2023 class, they are already on it when it comes to recruiting. So no need to worry. We we are in good hands. We are in good hands. <laughs> but no, that's actually kind of cool though because it's. It's funny that he literally committed not even a couple hours ago and the fact that you were messing with him about coming. So, no, I mean, that's just really cool, you know, hearing you talk a little bit about how your recruitment recruitment has been so far and everything like that. But um, kind of just to wrap today's episode up a little bit, let's talk about what are some plans that you have for yourself going into your 2020, 2022 and senior season? Uh, Some of my plans, I've been, I've been working in the weight room. So, like, during the season, I wasn't called – I get bigger. Say, like, over the summer, we're conditioning. It's like if we're in East Texas, it's like 103 every day now. And I I lose weight. So, I'll go from – like, last year during the season, I was 186, and I was 187 our last playoff game. And I started the season at 179. 
like before that first game, I was 179 pounds. I got and you. Here, which is really good for me. I'm I'm 184, 185 right now. So I feel like I'll be 190, 192 by the end of the season. I mean, that's absolutely – I mean, that's reasonable. I mean, considering, like you said, how your weight kind of varies throughout the year and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, but um, is there any type of playing goals they have for yourself, like certain amount of picks, you know, getting that 10-pick mark, mark or, you know, what type oh, yeah. of goals like that do you have for yourself, too? I I would love to get, like, a whole bunch of interceptions, but down here, once you get a certain amount of interceptions, people stop throwing it to you. <laughs> I got five interceptions or four interceptions in the first, like, six games. Oh, like, shoot. So, like, I didn't get very much action until like the first round of the playoffs, really. Dang. And I got an interception in that game, and that was the only time they tested me, really. So, like, it's tough to get interceptions down here because people start going away from you. I got you. Or game planning against you. So, like, but I would definitely, I'm probably going to have a, a lot of tackles. I'm trying to get at least above like 80 tackles this year. Dang. Okay. So, you're trying to get that like Cam Chancellor type. Tackle exactly. mark pretty much. I got you. Exactly. So uh another thing I want to ask too is if there was one player out there, whether it's past college football, past NFL, or current NFL, current college football, what player do you feel like your play style most resemblance? I guess you could say it's kind of you know that you kind of mold your game around and kind of um, use as example. Um there's a safety. He's he played for the the 49ers this year is Jaquiski Tart. Oh, Tart, yeah. I I really like watching him play. Some of he's a real physical. And okay. that's just I kind of play. I play kind of angry. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I play real trying to be as violent and explosive as possible. So like, and he reflects some of that. I would say Cam Chancellor, but Cam Chancellor is like six three, two hundred some pounds. So like, I was about to say he's <laughs> that that man. He was a whole different breed when he was in his prime. I mean, he exactly. I'm talking head hunter. But um, no. Once again, Montana, I appreciate you coming on today, my guy. I mean, it's I've absolutely loved having you on, and once again, I look forward to definitely doing a couple more interviews with you throughout your senior season, and then obviously come next year when you are officially a Horn Frog. So. Uh, once again, guys, if y'all are interested in checking out Montana and a little bit about himself, I'll leave all of his socials down in the description below of today's episode. Also, I'll leave his um 24-7 page so y'all can go check him out. And please make sure to go show him some love because, once again, going to be a future star for the Horn Frogs. And definitely, y'all need to remember the name Montana Warren. So, once again, I appreciate you coming on, my guy. And, I mean, I've spent, it's been fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, of course.